Hey guys, welcome to Full Power. Appreciate y'all tuning in. We've got Zach Pritz in the studio today, so stay tuned. You're not going to want to miss a minute of us hanging out with him. Stay tuned. Welcome, welcome. Hey, Zach, how's it going, buddy? Good, good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. Thanks for being on the show. I'm glad uh, that we kind of got reconnected through Larry after we had randomly connected over a house, like, what, two years ago or something like yeah, that? Yeah, I believe so. I believe so, yeah. Well, good stuff, man. Good stuff. Well, we're very blessed and thankful that you are able to have some time to hang out with us. And uh, um, before we get into the meat and potatoes of what we're going to be talking about today, um, I'm going to do a quick community update for everybody just so they know what's going on. Um, we're actually going to be... Um, looking to add some more volunteers to the staff. Uh, we're looking for uh, production folks. We're looking for graphic design folks, web design folks, uh, administrative folks. Basically, if you can do something, we probably want you on the team. Mm-hmm. And so uh, if, you're, yeah. if you're available, man, you know, <laughs> you can provide us with coffee for all the guests that come yeah, in or something like that. we can definitely do that. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Um, so that's kind of our update. And uh, before we kind of get into your story, do you mind opening us up in prayer? Absolutely. absolutely. Appreciate it. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day and this moment here. We ask that you would be present with us, um, not only here in this space, but also just through our words, through our conversation, that you would be honored um, that we would be um, pushed towards loving you better in all of our roles as a man. Uh, thank you for Andrew and this church. In your name I pray, amen. Amen, amen. Thanks, man. And uh, so so tell us tell us a little bit about who Zach is, kind of, you know, when did you, when did you meet Jesus? How did all that transpire? What's your testimony? What's your story, man? Sure. So, um, I grew up in a family of uh, six boys, so uh, my mom... A lot of estrogen I, there. Yeah, lots, tons. <laughs> yeah, I think, uh, yeah, you know, I think my mom will be sainted at some point probably in her life. Um, but yeah, two really amazing parents, very, very strong believers who, uh, who really showed us, you know, the more of the radical you know, way of, of following Christ. Uh, grew up in Florida, went to a few different churches, um, growing up and I was the youngest of the first five. And I say first five, we adopted a, another boy, Josh, when I was 17 and he was seven. So mm-hmm. I was, my parents were going to be empty nesters. I was going off to college and, um, they, they uh, added Josh to the family. And so, um, they weren't ready for that open nested no, se- season. Not. Now, Most people yeah. are, especially after five boys, but yeah, yeah, it was, it, it, it's, it's been a journey for them, for them. So, yeah. So, um, we kind of, you know, we went to a few different churches, uh, really, I think where my, my faith in the way of Christ took off was, um, was at a point in high school um, when we were gonna kind of go into a church. Uh, I think uh, at this point we were at a community Bible church. We had previously been at a Baptist church, and um, there was kind of this group of students, youth, 
college aged um one of my older brothers who was a missionary at the time and then our youth pastor at the church that we were at we all sort of came together and we started um what became known unofficially as the barn it was just this very organic kind of youth community movement Mm -hmm. we we would literally meet in this barn and we would um have somebody from the community usually a pastor would come and share the gospel and we would have music and um and it was you know through that kind of outside of the walls of the church you know we saw the way that Christ was working in in and through um this ministry very organic i mm-hmm. mean it was not you know we did not have a <laughs> a board or yeah you know any i mean it was it was it was raw and yeah. so kind of i kind of had that experience and i you know as i think growing up in in the church i kind of always had a you know con- a conflicted relationship i think with the church and so it, that experience felt you know it felt more organic more raw more real mm-hmm moved on from there, went to Moody Bible Institute in Chicago, got a, my degree in biblical studies. You don't say, you mean you didn't get in like technology or business no, or something like that no, from Moody? I did not. No, they're not, not very strong in that area. So. Hey man, where they're strong, they're strong. Yeah, That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So I did that in Chicago and, and when we might met my wife and we, we got married, ended up moving to Ann Arbor, Michigan. And it was in Ann Arbor where we, ended up at a, another church that was, um, very organic. It it was kind of a house church network, actually all through the Midwest. The church that we were a part of, it was in Ann Arbor, Michigan, and they called themselves the church in Ann Arbor. That was it. There was no, no other, no other name. They just wanted to be the hands and feet of Christ in that city, serve that city. And the way we kind of had it organized was you would, um, for every, for your small group, that sort of thing, you would just go whichever to whichever home was nearest you. So wherever you lived, you kind of got to Lincoln through through your neighborhood um, and really become the church in a way that um, was so was more a little more natural to the flow of life, which mm-hmm. I find to be a consistent difficulty, I think, for people in church is like, well, how do I? you know, even for me, it's like, how do I, I have all of these commitments in life. I have work, I have business, I have kids, I have a spouse, all these other things, even just wanting to hang out with friends. Then I, and then I have church and I should go on Sunday and I should, you know, and so being in, in, in Ann Arbor and in that church, it became sort of a, a way, became a way of living, which was intentional with this community, with these people. Um, and then we did, you know, we did meet on Sundays and we, and we had all that, but it was, it was really the core and the heart of it was this day to day living. Mm -hmm. And so I think those, it was those moments of that raw community that really affected me. Uh, maybe that's because I kind of grew up in the church. So it never, you know, I never really felt like through, uh, I never had maybe that aha moment in church as a kid. I mean, I was baptized when I was 11 in, you know, but it it was really more through meeting these people who were also seeing 
that they wanted the faith, their faith to be living yeah. in and through all things that they do. Um, and the community that was born from that, I think was special. And so moving here, you know, we have found some amazing people in Hendersonville, some friends and like our community is just so it's so strong. Um, and, and we're, we're kind of cultivating that same thing here, even though we are, you know, we do, my wife and I go to first Baptist in Hendersonville and, mm-hmm. and, and, but it's in and through that community and still creating that life on yeah. life that day to day. So, and, and how do you, cause it sounds like that, that's something that has been really, you know, very formative to kind of your walk with Christ, the, the rawness, the life on life, you know, kind of how like Jesus discipled his guys, mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. They, they journeyed together day in and day out. So how are you, cause I think, I think a lot of guys, me included are trying to strike and find this good balance of community inside of a larger church setting, mm-hmm. you know, where it's not necessarily the home church setting, but it's, you know, like you've got your main campus and then mm-hmm. so on and so forth. So how, how are you able to get fed and be engaged in that community when you've got so many people? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, I think that's, that's a, that is a dilemma of, of large communities is figuring out how to cultivate a, you know, uh, a strong organic, uh, relational, energy that is coming from the church like you said like christ did himself kind of traveling around gathering these people uh, you know i like to think of christ as like a walk and talk kind of guy you know yeah. it's like let's walk and, and we'll talk about this or we're going to be eating together um mm-hmm. doing life doing, doing life. life yeah and so i think i mean it's not easy i mean we you know we've been in hendersonville for five years and and it's it's been in and through owning a business, the, the jobs that we work as well as owning a business. And then even the, the community that we've built with people like Larry that we've met, all of it's just been this network of, of people that God brings into your life. But I think there's a, I think there's an awareness that you have to have in order to cultivate those relationships. Yeah. Um, it's the easy, it's easy to go through the motions it's easy to make the sum of the Christian faith attending church mm-hmm. one day a week and and then not, you know, not really having that intentional faith walk after that uh, the rest of the li- your, your life. And so, um, but I think it's, it's the, you know, I think it's the um, building relationships that are, that are friendships. Mm-hmm. Um, that really create that community, uh, um, and that bond that Christ-like bond. Um, you know, Christ talks about dying for your friends, you know? So I think he, he understood that he understood the intentionality of friends. I mean, I don't think Christ had a lot of friends, friends, you know? And so I think, I think we, I've been blessed to have a group of, of guys that I've become very, very close with. And, we talk regularly, whether mm-hmm. it's through, you know, we're texting each other, we're calling each other, we're, we're meet, we meet once a week at least. And then we see each other on Sunday when we go to church, you know? And so, so I think that's the the type of, I don't know, I, to answer your question, I don't really know exactly. I don't know if there's a formula for 
I think intentionality. Yeah. You know, I think mm-hmm. that's it. I think, I think you kind of hit the nail on the head with that. And I'm glad you brought that up because, um, Fernanda and I've been talking about that recently, how, um, you can kind of see societally with, um, culture and technology, how it's pulling us apart mm-hmm. rather than mm-hmm. unifying us as, as individual people. Mm-hmm. You don't see depth of community, which is kind of like what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. You see very superficial, almost like a Twitter-esque, you know, just little, hey, check out my car. Hey, go mm-hmm. hang out at this place and shoot hoops. Or it's mm-hmm. just quick little interactions rather than having accountability, mm-hmm. having discipleship. Mm-hmm. you know, having somebody there for you and having a meaningful relationship. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think the key you hit is intentionality, because if we do look at Christ, which obviously that's kind of our archetype, when we look at him, he was very intentional. He didn't do anything without focus on upbuilding those around him and pouring into those around him. And I think that's just so critical for us as men to be intentional um, with each other, with our wives, with our kids, with our businesses, with our employers, employees, whatever our circumstances are in our churches and be in those spaces intentionally. So I think that's really good. And so kind of as you've, um, gone from, you know, barn church to home church network to now you're in kind of a more traditional, if you will, church setting where you've got a main campus, etc. Um, how, how would you say, um, you as a dad and a husband, what are, what are some like key things God's showing you as far as leading your family, like your little church at home? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a, that's a conversation I have a lot with, with, um, my wife and also with, you know, these, this, this group of guys that we have. Um, and I think, you know, I think COVID, um, uh, kind of pushed everybody towards needing to address that as churches were closed and we were either online or, you know, some people like us, we weren't like, you know, we weren't great at being, about being at online church. And so we tried to figure out what sort of patterns can we cultivate. And I'll be honest, there's some weeks where we, where we work with between our business and then our, and then work, you know, as a teacher, at Veritas where we have to take the, a weekend, whether that's a Sunday, maybe it's a falls on a Sunday. If we work all day Saturday where we have to just have a family day and we you just have, have Sabbath. To, yeah. And, and we just, you know, there's just no, those days, there's no room for anything that has to do with the business or with our, you know, with our job or even with sometimes with friends, we have to just shut it down mm-hmm. and it's not, that's a moving target for us. And for me, I'm not, I'm certainly don't have the answers to how that, how that works. Um, but, but I think the more, I mean, we see it, if you want to talk about what, what is church and it's creating healthy relationships, healthy people who reflect the image of God then that's what we're supposed to see in our kids as Christian parents. And that's what we're supposed to cultivate. And we, you know, we, we've, we see it in our daughter who's three when we're both there yeah, and we're present and we're not on our phones all day or all night or all evening. And we're, we get down on the ground and we're playing with her 
that we see the image of God begin more, you know, she reflects that more. She reflects the love that we give her. And then she also reflects when we can't, when we don't give her that, when we're not able to be present. And, but I think you're right. I think not only are we challenged because of whatever personal experiences we've had in church that may kind of push us away or make us skeptical or whatever we have, but we're, the challenge is also just the, the consumer culture, the, the technology and, and, I think there's a fear of depth in relationships now. I don't think people know. I don't, I mean, I, to a degree, I think, I think people don't know what that looks like anymore. Mm-hmm. What does it look like to, to cultivate like a, a really deep friendship when most of our social experiences are taking place on our phone, when commenting on people's posts or just scrolling by, you know, you don't have a time, you don't have enough time in a, scrolling through a Facebook post to laugh with the person or to Mm -hmm. really grieve with somebody who's hurting you just for that moment, you might, you might have some emotional jolt, but, but I think, I think we, you know, I think we're, we're continually as fathers, we have to fight that um, temptation to just be sucked in and and succumb to the technology. Um, And I think we have to lead in that way. And our kids, I mean, what, I was thinking about this the other day. What is it? What is the result of our kid looking at us day in and day out with the phone with the phones in front of our face first? Yeah. Like just symbolically, what are they? You know, they think like, we're prioritizing the phone over them, right? Even even if we're not for them, but it, that's going to be their perception. Yep. Um, or the laptop, or even the TV. You know, if you're only shared experience all week is you get is everybody watching the tv you know yeah. what are we doing yep in terms and i'm a i'm a teacher so i'm always thinking about you know i'd i'd say i spend more time thinking about education and sort of how we're forming ourselves and the people around us than i do about more of the church side of things um you know because i have students every day that we're talking about these things thinking about what you know what's this doing to you in the long run that mm-hmm. this this culture that we're up against um and it's not it doesn't have to be a war i'd say um if we can figure out how to keep it well keep our life well ordered you know yeah i i, I think something that i've kind of seen as a common thread is um complexity mm-hmm. because you know technology and we always talk about the fast-pacedness of you know first world culture and everything you know, I think it comes down to complexity because of technology, because of the speed of how everything is going, we're able to, you know, the quote from, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to nerd out here for a minute. So you have to come go with me, uh, in Lord of the Rings where Bilbo Baggins says, I feel like butter spread across too much bread. Mm-hmm. I think that's mm-hmm. what we've created. We've created mm-hmm. with our families, with our churches, um, with ev- all our interactions where we're just spread so thin across all these areas. Yeah. I have, you know, five bazillion friends on Facebook, but how many can I call up at 2 a.m. when my little girl's sick or, you know, my little boy um, wants to go to the lake and how many of my close Mm -hmm. friends can I call up and be like, hey, let's go to the lake. You know, we don't have that depth of community because we're trying to cover all these different bases, you know, and I, I think technology is a very powerful tool. Um, and I think it's awesome for, um, you know, for education, for 
uh, sharing the gospel, for sharing God's truth. Um, and I think that, you know, like you were alluding to, it has to be, it has to be monitored and tempered to where it's in a healthy balance so that it's not taking priority and precedence. And it's also not compounding the complexity issue where all of a sudden we have so many things it's okay. I have to, you know, I have to check my Twitter account. I have to check my Instagram account. I have to check my Facebook account. I have to Pinterest. I have, you know, the list goes on and on. And all of a sudden you're, you're spread across all those different platforms and you're getting stress from all those different Mm -hmm. areas as well. And that, Mm -hmm. that's just not healthy, you know? Yeah. And and it's, uh, I mean, I think we lose sight of the fact that even having a presence on social media, it takes a part of you. So it's, you, you mean not you quite literally, we are stretching ourselves to put a little bit of ourselves here, a little bit of ourselves here. And like, we're, we're living sometimes more in those realms than we are in the present physical Mm -hmm. reality of, of life. But that's the only way that you can't, you know, you, you can, you can admire somebody that you're, if you're listening, people listening to this podcast, you can, I listen to podcasts all the time. You can admire those people, but you don't love those people per se. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You, you, you're, you know, you're, um, coming into contact with them is just too separated. It's through this medium where you don't have any direct relationship. And so, but when you're sitting down to eat and you're talking and you can see the emotion, you can respond to the emotion, you guys can, you can shape one another, then that is, that's where love can take place in the particulars. Mm. Yeah. And I think that's why Christ was so careful about when he taught differently to individuals and then to the crowds in a way it was almost like, you know, he sometimes it almost felt like Christ would say things to the crowds that would be jarring because Mm -hmm. if you can't take, if you can't get past that level, then if we get down to the nitty gritty, then you're really not going to be, you're not going to connect with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, I think we have to be very careful about how we, Again, ba- like you're saying, balance that technology. Use it as a tool. Yeah. Keep it in its place and don't let it. It wants to rule over us, you yeah. know. And I think we all feel that, and we know that to be in- intuitive, mm-hmm. but we we often aren't. You know, we're not um, calculating that. Um, yeah. And I think we're not intentional to right, bring we're that not back intentional. up. Intentional. Yeah. So. And, and so I've been off social media for about three years now. You said you're off social media. Tell, tell me a little bit about um, God and, you know, kind of how he brought you to the point where social media wasn't something that he wanted you to be about anymore. So, yeah, so the only social media that I have is through the business Instagram profile. That's the only one I have on my phone. And, uh, man, I don't, I, I, I wouldn't be able to tell you the the how many years it's been i i i had a i've always been i'd say (laughs) probably a little skeptical it was just my personality Mm -hmm. maybe a little cynical and so i think there were moments even in college you know where i I started to feel that double-edged sword of yeah oh this is cool this is good i'm kind of going with the flow but then i would feel that twinge and that twinge would get stronger and stronger. And, and I would just feel like this is not healthy. It's just yeah. not good. 
um, I don't know these people. And then yeah. I have all these real people around me that I, that I need to know. They need to get to know. So funny enough. I mean, I, I met my wife on Twitter, so she, that's how we met. <laughs> oddly enough, you know? And so, and then right after that, you close your account. Yeah, so then after, like, <laughs> I don't need it anymore. I'm yeah, done. I, mean, I, I do remember, I don't know when this was, but I do remember the day I deleted my, you know, my Facebook and my Instagram and my wife just being like, you know, uh, you know, we, it was sort of like a closing of the chapter, you know? Yeah. And, and I, I think it was, I, I've, I think becoming a teacher, I began to realize the importance of being present with people and being as just as a, you know, um, and so I'm in graduate school and I'm doing some of my, I I do a lot of my writing on, on, uh, on education and Christian education and the, the types of, um, methods and that, that we choose to do. And a lot of, a lot of us, educators have been thinking about the way that the internet's been used in, in, in a way to replace aspects of education. And, um, and so I think the more that I, as an educator would just thought about human beings and the way we develop and the way that our, our nature continues to change, I just, I kind of just got to a point where I felt like the, you know, the Lord was showing me that this is not, shaping me in any way that's good i yeah. mean i'm not gonna go so far to say that that's true for everybody I, right. again like yeah. i have the business profile on there because we use it for that that purpose and mm-hmm. you know and so um but i would i would say most people i talk to they they are it's a double-edged sword they would probably like to delete it and they yeah. just haven't and, and it, you know and I, I think, I, you know, you kind of touched on it. There's, there's an addictive aspect to it. Right. Um, and so, you know, I know that there's, you know, high likelihood that there's a guy listening or watching that is kind of on that teeter totter edge of, you know, do I close out my accounts? Do I stay in? And, you know, I, I, I like what you alluded to as well, that, you know, it's not just because you and I aren't on them doesn't mean that's the correct course for everybody. Um, because I do believe that, you know, there is a mission field there, almost like a country or a province. It's, it's its own entity. It is, yeah. Um, and people can be very missional and, and the gospel and kingdom can advance and spread there. So, um, speaking specifically to a guy that's listening or watching, that's thinking that they're being called away from social media, what, what encouragement or what kind of, uh, mm-hmm. thoughts of wisdom would you give that person that's kind of on the edge trying to figure it out? Yeah, I would say take stock of your day. I mean, yeah. I I'm a big fan of journaling. Uh, you know, and a lot a lot of people are like, I don't like to journal. I'm not a journal. It doesn't really matter what you're writing, you know. But you start and you just it's a way to self analyze and take stock of your day. And that's what kind of what I I think I started to do was well, what am I doing? Like mm-hmm. with if, if am, am I using it well or am I just scrolling? Am I just in the, the vortex that yeah. sucks you in. And, and if you can get to the end of a day and take stock and basically realize that this brought little to no value to yeah. my life in Christ and my love for my neighbors and the people around me, then to me, it's like, well, what's the, what are you holding it, holding on to it for? Yeah. What's the, you know, and if it's, if it's because you're worried about, 
you know, you can find all sorts of reasons. So then you just got to scrutinize those reasons and figure out what, what's keeping you there. And I would say like, if you ever asked my students, they will like, you know, they pretty much expect me to rant against social media (laughs) weekly, you know, and because I see what it's doing, especially to teenagers. And I see the way that they keep changing it. If you look at the way that Facebook used to be the primary for younger people now, Instagram now, TikTok, and you watch what they're doing is they're making social media more addictive for more for younger kids. So mm-hmm. the reason TikTok's more addictive is because you, there aren't words now as much as just videos, and you can just scroll, scroll, and it, and it's never ending. And now to think. If you were to ask a high school kid about Facebook, it's like, oh, that's boring. You know, that's that, my space. <laughs> yeah, you know? my space. And I mean, so I think it's I, I mean, yeah, and my that's that's the kind of the advice I would give. And, and just I mean, look up what what the methods are of them designing social yeah. media and see, like, why do they want you on social media? Because, yeah. you know. It's pretty grim when you start to find out why. Yeah, there. You know, I, I I don't like to, you know, be all doom and gloom. However, there is a sinister sinister undertow to um, kind of the trajectory that technology is taking us, and the consumerism mentality and the uh, sales agenda mm-hmm. behind technology mm-hmm. and how it's being crafted mm-hmm. to addict us give us dopamine hits in the brain to keep us coming back. And, Mm -hmm. uh, um, I think that's, I think that's huge that you're dialed into that. And something that I actually want to harken back to from another show that we did with, um, Matt recently, his, and and I think it, it kind of comes down to semantics, but it's the same thing. He, he is very, um, deliberate about focus in his life and you are using the term intentionality. And I think that that's kind of the key for, us as guys, because technology, um, even, even good things like spending time with friends or different things like that, taken to an extreme, they're, they're used to medicate us to where we're not able to be focused mm-hmm. and intentional. Mm-hmm. And if we look at, again, at the life of Christ, very focused, very intentional. I mean, he did a, a, a entire world altering ministry in three years. Mm-hmm. And if we bring that level of intentionality and focus and deliberate uh, attention to not allowing ourselves to be swept away um, in in the just flow of society, um, I, I'm convinced that we're going to see just a complete change in the trajectory of our families and the trajectory of our churches, the trajectory of our country. It all cascades and builds and compounds on each other. 100%. And, and if you... Again, I think the 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 mechanism that keeps us from being intentional and being focused and and therefore do you know doing the things that matter that have true value is the illusion of entertainment and connection that we find on social media technology, um, and I think you know um, checking your screen time, checking, you know, and again, I'm just as guilty because I owning a business and, you know, there are days where just recently this group of guys, I mean, we, we kind of talked about the screen time. We're like, all right, we're going to po- make it public to each other. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Oh no, you know, and that's, that's vulnerable. Like why, yeah. why am I, why am I worried? Well, because some weeks and some days 
with the business or just life, it's like, it's up there. Screen time's yeah. up there. And what, but what is that taking away from? Because right. if you're, if you're four hours, three hours, two hours per day that your eyes are glued yep. to this glass screen, um, yeah, I mean, you're, you're going to limit your, the things that matter in your life and what you're going to be able to do. And I think, um, and then I think the more that you can do things that matter, do things that you find that we find a deeper meaning in, they will start to take us away from the stuff that is right. destroying us. Yep. Um, so I don't think it's like, just get rid of this and then, oh, then you'll be happy. Then you'll be good. No, you can get rid of social media. You can get rid of, you can get a, you know, get rid of your smartphone and still sit on the couch all day and still, yeah. you know, um, be lazy and not have a purpose or an aim, a mm -hmm. uh, motivation. And, um, and so I think for each person, we, you know, we, I, I think the, the scary part is that we don't take stock, Yeah. but the phone is taking stock. I mean, mm -hmm. that's how they sell to us. Yeah. They're so intentional in they're how, very intentional. how they come at us. Right. We need to be intentional on how we combat that, that, you know, right. I hate to say attack, but you know, that, um, onslaught onslaught. Yeah. I like that. That's mm -hmm. perfect. And, you know, I think, I think it's important to remember that, you know, we all have finite time, talent, and treasure that God has given us. And it all comes back to stewardship. You know, we often talk about stewarding our, our financial resources and our material means. However, we don't talk too much about stewarding our time. And that's what, you know, basically we've been chatting about as we've kind of dug into the social media aspect, um, is being a steward of your time because it is finite. We're only given so much time on this earth and, you know, we're also called to minister to our families. We're called to be active participants in our church. And if we are allowing ourselves to be, um, duped into just allocating all this time, all this energy into this time suck of whatever it could be, uh, you know, technology, whatever, um, all of a sudden we're not stewarding what the resources that God has given mm -hmm. to us. We're, we're squandering them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and I think, I mean, there's that quote, I, I can't remember who said it, but, um, he said, like, let me follow you around for a week and I can tell you who you are, who you're mm -hmm. going to be or who you're becoming. And I think we we often have a like we have this perception of ourselves that we're stagnant, that we're 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 sort of just this, you know, we're this person that, that has become who we are for whatever reasons. We don't realize that we're always becoming what we do, what we give our time yeah. to. Um, and uh, in in. You know, so it's like, well, what, again, what, whose image are we becoming? Hmm. And, and if we're going to be, if we're supposed to be becoming more like the image of God, then, then what in our life would give us any reason, give that any reason to take place? Yeah. You know, and so what things are we, you know, because with Christ, it seems like a lot of times that's going to happen through um, like solitude and silence and and then like loving relationships that's grounded on, on, uh, worship and, and gratitude and gratefulness. And, and I just think, you know, the, those things are, they're timeless and they're, and those are the permanent, 
things, you know, gratefulness and gratitude and, and our prayer life and all this other stuff. It's, it's a temporary yeah. and it's, it, it, but it, for some reason it's temporary, but it, it captures us, yeah. you know? So that's the, I think that's the warning. Um, sorry, this became such a, <laughs> that's like all right, man. <laughs> well, now you don't have to have your rant with your students. We yeah, had it, we had it on the show today. I guess it was probably about time. Maybe huh? you just, you can just, now you can put the show on repeat whenever yeah. they need to hear about yeah. the yeah. social media and technology. That's awesome, man. But I, I think it's all significant. And I think it's uh, something that's not getting enough um, conversation specifically amongst guys um, because we are just kind of letting ourselves get lulled into it. So um, my challenge to all of us is to have that intentional focus um, and don't let ourselves just be caught off guard by whatever the enemy's trying to subversively do in the background. Um, so kind of with that, uh, I'll put you on the spot. Any like just huge nugget of wisdom that you think every guy should know that uh, God's just kind of given to you that you want to share? Um, you know, I would say that... Um Two th- two things come to mind when I th- if I th- when I think of that question. One probably has come about more and more through, um, as we talked about earlier, training, learning jujitsu. Started training jujitsu a couple years ago and learning the humility that hmm. takes place. Because a lot of us, you know, as guys, we we might have that humility baked into us early on when we're playing sports or whatever we're doing. We're kind of learning, like, oh, I, I'm not. I'm not as good as the next man. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm learning, I'm getting beat, I'm losing. That's, which is healthy for us. And then you go on in life and you don't really have that anymore. Yeah. So when you walk into a jujitsu gym and you start training and, and then you're getting beat and you're losing, it cultivates this humility if you're going to stick with it and if you're going to continue. Yeah. And I think we don't, I think jujitsu, there's other things that offer that lesson, but I think one of the, 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 most significant lessons I've learned is that humility of, of, um, submitting to somebody, mm-hmm. you know, physically and, yeah. but also just submitting to Larry, our coach and learning from him. And, um, and then, uh, you know, great, I think gratefulness is the other, is the other one, you know, um, gratefulness and gratitude just to me, it always kind of seems like the silver, to, to the silver lining in life, you yeah. know, in any moment we can be cynical and I, I can be cynical and I'm maybe prone to that, but in any moment we can also be grateful for the breath that we breathe. We can be grateful for the life that, that we have in, in the place that we're in. And, and so I just, the humility and gratefulness, I just don't think you can go wrong with yeah. those two things, you know, that's strong. That's strong. Well, cool, man. Um, do you mind uh, closing us in prayer? Absolutely. Heavenly Father, we thank you once again for your goodness. We thank you that you've shown us Christ, that you've given us Christ as the way um, to teach us what it means to live in this world, to live with people, to love people, um, and to be people who, who can and ought to behold the image of God in our lives. May we continue to lead in any role that we are as men in ways that honor and glorify you, glorify you, Lord. In your name I pray. Amen. 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 
Well, thank you so much for yeah. being on the show, buddy. Thank you, Andy. And uh, hopefully, hopefully uh, in the, the coffee trade and the teaching trade, you'll find a little bit of time to come back someday. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, we, can, we can go on our little diatribe about yeah. uh, social media again. It'll be awesome. Yeah, I'd love uh, that. Well, cool, man. Um, so I'm sure guys are going to connect with what you're sharing today and we'll want to reach out to you. So what's, I think, you said earlier, Instagram, is mm-hmm. that the best way or? Yeah, it's just Sharewell Coffee. That'd be the best way to find me. Okay. Any, it could be our website, it could be Instagram, um, Zach at ShareWellCoffee.com, email. Cool. So, yeah. Awesome. Sharewell Coffee, look it up, check it out. If you're in Western North Carolina, get some, unless you're like me and you don't mm-hmm. like coffee, which. <laughs> we'll get you there. Yeah, I know. It's it's baby steps, man. I'll, I'll be there someday. Um, so Sharewell Ch- Coffee, check them out, connect with Zach and, uh, um, Guys, as always, you're loved, you're sent. Uh, We wish you all the best out there and uh, get out of here. We'll catch you on the next go around.